We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Damn! We're in a tight spot! Welcome to Music Town. May I service you? Great Scott! It will never be enough! I only want to hear the Aya Ding Dong! Ah, oh, as if! Dignity. Always dignity. You're listening to You Watched What? I'm Kate. And I'm Amy. This week, we watched Mad Max Fury Road. How are you, Amy? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. It's been a while. It's been a long two weeks, hasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So we maybe had a little unplanned June holiday due to illness and busyness. Yeah. Migraines, flu, mental breakdowns, you name it, we had it. (laughs) The thing that was annoying was that we couldn't sync up our illnesses. Like you would get flu and it's like, yep. That's terrible. That sucks. Take care. Get well. You'd get well and be like, hi, I'm having a migraine like right now on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So we won't be recording. Yeah. Fun Fun. times. Fun times. But we are here. Yes. Finally. And because we haven't recorded in ages, I've actually watched some TV and movies in that time. So Mm. actually, I'm going to go first. Go for it. What have I been watching? I finished Severance, which I know I've talked about a couple times. Yes. It is genuinely the best TV show I've seen in years. Wow, like, okay. That has not been a bad time for TV. That's not been like a fallow time. Yeah. They took that high concept sci-fi idea and they did really interesting things with it. Mm. And it felt like season one, they're going to make more. They have definitely left themselves scope to do interesting things in the future. But it also felt like if it was one and done – You'd be a bit sad because there wasn't going to be any more, but you would feel satisfied with the story they told. Yeah. 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 Really amazing. That makes sense. Stranger Things. Mm. And I think by the time this comes out, probably the rest of season four will have come out. I know. That's what I'm just biding my time at the moment to get to volume two. Yep. It's all I think about. Yeah. (laughs) I've been thinking about it a lot. I mean, I think the bits of the internet I'm on are – yeah, Very I've excited consumed for it. so many theories mm. of what's going to happen. I don't have. I don't know if any theories have made me go, "Yes, that." Or I think a lot of them. I go, "Well, that makes sense. Yeah, mm. I can see that happening." But I also wouldn't be surprised if none of the theories True. that I've seen happen. Yeah, I'm really not sure. My favourite theory okay, go for it. is that Karen, Mike and Nancy's mum, Karen, mm. is actually Vecna's sister <gasps> who didn't actually die and that's why he's shown Nancy his past story. Ooh. That would be interesting. Because he's like her uncle. That would be very interesting. Uncle Vecna. Uncle Vecna. So that's my favourite. So I think I'd be a bit tickled pink if that one pans out. Mm, I'm not expecting it to. I feel like it's a long shot. It really is. But all of them I feel are a long shot. Yeah. I'm also not liking the talk that Steve Harrington might die. 
I will not be okay. I with will that. not be okay, I will not be okay <laughs> either. Well, I don't think I don't think there are any characters that I want to see die. I think there are there's some, some that I would there's some care that more. would be more narratively like, satisfying, but there are some where I would just be really upset. Yeah. I would be very upset if Steve and Robin died. Yeah. I, I actually, don't want Will. I think I don't want poor Will, Will has been through so much. If they kill him off, his, I'll be very upset. His brother could die though. That would be all right. Yeah, John, he's he's Although I like him better now, he's a stoner. It's pretty funny, and I will be I love very upset. Argyle. I'll be, I will be upset if they kill. Off. It would make sense if they killed off Argyle no, because he hasn't had a lot of character. It. But I don't want that to happen. I really like him, as you know. I've liked him in yeah. the actor in everything he's done, yeah. and I want him to drop a hair care line because oh, his hair is magnificent. Yeah, uh, and I would be really upset if Eddie died because we've talked about yeah. this. My immediate reaction was. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this character. I feel like it, just in his first scene, I feel like, is this going to be too big? Is this too much of a here is a new character who you're going to love? But then immediately it was like, no, they're right. This is a new character that now I love. Yeah, I think I felt the same. I was like, oh, this guy's a bit annoying. But then you instantly love them. And I think I was mm. talking to you about how they in past seasons do do the here's a new character that you love. Oh, they're dead. Yeah. They do tend to pull that one. They've done that a bit. On us. Yeah. So But they are they have been really good at introducing new characters and making you care. Like Max was season two. Yeah. And we all love Max. Robin was season three and mm. a delight. And I'm const I can't believe I got through all of season three not knowing who Maya Hawke's parents are just knowing that she looked quite familiar and she's very pretty and yeah. she's really talented and then just shaking my head at how I had not understood yeah, no I worked it out pretty she quick looks so much like both of them I know at the same if you time. put a side by side yeah and I've seen quite a few TikToks where they've done facial expressions yes from her acting and then of like Ethan Hawke's acting yeah. and then I Uma Thurman's acting. And if they do a side-by-side side with both, like, yeah, yeah you, she yeah. belongs to both of yeah, them. she's very clearly, like, yeah, she looks like both of them. And, ex- yeah, expression-wise, sometimes you'll see an expression and it reminds me of yes. one of her parents a lot. Yeah. She's a delight. I'm Yeah, I'm really invested and I was really happy with how the – the big reveal of, of the arc of who Vecna is. Yeah. Because I figured it out I, pretty I think I early told in you. the season. See, I didn't. I And I kind of was – knew that the whole Eleven and the orderly – Spoilers, Yeah, by spoilers. The way. spoilers. Just skip ahead. If you have not watched one. it, skip ahead. You should – but we've already spoiled shit, so yeah. you should have I'll, already I'll worked out. I'll timestamp this. <laughs> so I knew that it was going somewhere, mm. like – Obviously, I'm like, oh, but I felt like they were spending a lot of time yes. on the eleven and the orderly stuff, and it, I was a, I, mm. I have rewatched it. I went right back to season one, and then I've Ooh. rewatched everything, and I'm back up to the end of season four, volume one now, and I'm glad that I did because I got so much more out of it, and I understand, and it makes mm. more sense yeah. the whole the little kid in the mirror, but because I was really confused, like for. A while I was confused as to because she's in a facility now. Yeah. I know I'm babbling at the moment, but because they've uh, popped yep. her in a facility and they're kind of doing um, therapies for her to look back when she was in the old facility. So she's having these memories, which for us are part yeah. flashback. Yeah. So I think I was a little bit confused mm. whether she was in present day or not. Yeah. And I felt like. 
that storyline was long-winded, even though mm. I knew it was going to go somewhere. And it was. But I hadn't. I think that's fair. It was a bit bloated. It was, it was yeah. a bit longer than it needed to be. But it did end somewhere really satisfying. Yeah, and I did not see it coming. I, and I yeah, think I, did. I didn't see it coming because I was so like, show mm. me Argyle more, like. I want well, more I mean, Argyle. I wanted, I wanted more like Eleven in California yeah. kind of thing. I yeah. wanted more of that. The other thing that kind of – I think it was too slow and I think maybe – I think it's been a really good season so far and I am pumped oh, for the so end. good. But also it could have been a lot tighter and it's. The, I, I think it's a case of they had a shitload of money. Yeah, it was like 30 so mil a episode yeah. or something yeah. redonkulous like that. Yeah. CJ looks good for it though. Oh, amazing. And Eddie's wig is top notch. <laughs> good quality wig. Like they spent money on that wig and it shows. Yeah. So I think in season three they did this and it worked really well where they have their little groups and they're separated. Yes. And I think also that's why – Yeah, and I think that's why they really did it again this time. Mm. But I kind of wish that we had a little bit more time all together. Yeah. So I'm really hoping for these last – because there's only like two more episodes. Yeah, I think but they're, they're long. Like, yeah, they're like – I think one's over two hours, the final episode. So basically it's like a movie. It's a movie, mm. basically. I think it's an hour and a half and then two hours. So they're oh two goodness. kind of features. So, yeah. Um. Which I'll watch in one night, let's face it. We, we all will, probably. Oh, half the country is going to be. Yeah, we'll watch it all in one here. Yeah. So, but I really hope that we bring it together. Like, mm. I also found it frustrating in this last episode, um, Will, Mike and Argyle and Jonathan weren't in the episode at all. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm enjoying their little side, side adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is what was one of the things that I really enjoyed about season one, and I think it was one of the breakthroughs. Each of you had your adults and your mm-hmm. teens and your kids, and each of those felt a little bit like their own eighties genre. Yes. And then they all came together. They all had to come together to solve the yeah. mystery. Yeah. So I hope that's where it's going, and that yeah. they and do it, all and come it together. Does, it does that at the end of season three as well, but yeah. it kind of happens halfway through the last episode. So a bit more time together would be nice. I, yeah, I'm hoping that we kind of all get together a bit yeah. soon, like soon, mm. so we can. Particularly because it's nice seeing the actors interact. Yeah. Across those, the, the groups they're in. Yeah. Steve and the kids is always gold. Yeah. And I think I was reading something about how he is quite protective of the younger actors and there was a couple of um, like Q&A sessions where people were just really inappropriate, like asking inappropriate questions of some mm. of the younger actors and he basically stood in as like, nah, you don't get to talk. And he's kind of a, a like a, a bridge between the adult actors yeah. and, the, and the younger actors. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm Although the younger actors now are all like, all like ne- nearly all 20. Like young adults, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm confident that the whole season two and three, Steve the Babysitter – Fully has come out of him as an act, as an actor, just mm. how he interacts with people. Also, his hair's amazing. Yeah, he's just, a very handsome man. And it's so interesting going back to season one because he was a bit of a doofus in season doofus. one, even though we didn't think that. I don't at think at the time. I think with the different casting, we would have a very different character. And I'm not so sure too. if Steve would have survived. Well, he, they the were going to kill. So they were going to kill him off in um, season one. Apparently. It would have made the sense. The big fight scene at the end where he, you know, 
where it's happening at the cabin. Yeah. And that was going to be Jonathan and Will's dad that had, had rocked up. Oh, okay. And um, Steve was already going to be dead at some point. Oh. And this is credit to the writers that as things are being filmed, they yeah. go, oh, no, okay, actually- he needs to hang around. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting too because in season four, the whole Chrissy wake up. <laughs> They filmed that scene prior to filming the scene of Eddie and Chrissy in the park oh, doing the drug deal. Yeah. And apparently after they filmed that, they were like, oh, shit, these two ca- actors and characters have such good chemistry and they kind of regretted killing Chrissy R- off. Yeah. yeah. I knew at the start I felt very – Concerned for Chrissy. Yeah. As soon as but her she character needed to die, that was her purpose. Yeah. Like, as soon as that character got a name, I'm like, oh, I'm so really sorry for this girl, but she is definitely yeah. Barb. Yeah, she's the Barb. But I really Barb think, is still quite a, the character in Stranger Things, though. She gets a cameo. Oh, yeah. Good. No, all the she time. Should. She should. Just as for Barb. Yeah. Poor she was. Genuinely, in season one, that was one of the really upsetting parts. I know. Like, when oh, Barb no. Got eaten. This is serious. They're really just going to kill characters off. Yes. But I think it was that, that drug dealing scene where Eddie is like, you're like, oh, no, this, this actor's actually charming enough for this character to be uh-huh. this big. Yeah. It's working. And there's some stuff. If, if the um, sleuths on TikTok are to be believed, there is some foreshadowing in that scene <gasps> about Eddie's character. Is he a nerd? No, they think that he might be <gasps> someone from the facility. Really? That didn't die. The, the one that's in the room with Brenner when it all oh. kicks off. They're like, oh, because he wears a watch over where the tattoo would be. He he comments that when he first started in middle school, you wouldn't remember me, my hair was buzzed. <gasps> Um, apparently I didn't pick up on this, but apparently he kind of, when they tell him about 11, he's not overly shocked about a girl with superpowers. Okay. Like he kind of just takes it in his stride, but you know, it's a TV show. So that's another one that I'm interested interested to to see see if that plays plays out or not, or whether that might be the big thing. Eddie might just whip out some powers. I mean, when we need it, that would be pretty cool. Like whips off his wrist watch so we see his tattoo and then him and Eleven close the gate. I love that we're telling these series now like a week before the episode drops and it will come out after the well, episode Well, then you'll drops, be able so to go, you're, you're idiots for so, believing this. I don't know if I believe <laughs> any of it, but I am very interested to see. Like I said, I, I'll i be interested to see if it happens, but I won't be surprised if none of the theories I've no, seen don't but happen. I, but I love a show that does plant foreshadowing and will pay it off, like with the Vecna stuff. It yes. Was like, it was planting all the seeds, that yes. it was all there. It made sense. And if you didn't pick it up, it didn't matter. Mm. I, I appreciate a show that that does that so i don't i don't really mind if i'm wrong yeah if as long as they as long as i don't do a game of thrones and build it all and then crack the sads when people actually work out because they did a good jo- job uh, of building the story well i don't and then think they change they have. all of the plot lines they haven't done this on the show yet i don't think they're going to start doing it i think the duffer brothers i think they love it. it yeah that Everyone no. has their theories and they'd probably be like, oh, yeah, they got it or, oh, close. Be- because that's what you should be doing. Like you should be – when people 
work it and out. And it's been really smart because they have had so much buzz mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks with people just constantly having their theories and things. Yeah, like, I thought separating the drop of the season – it was frustrating. It was very frustrating. Because I knew there was nine episodes me. and then I got to the end of episode seven and it just stopped. There. And I went, yeah. oh, like I didn't realise it was going to be split. I thought it was going to be more I, I actually, half. no, I thought, I did know it was going to be split, but I felt that the nine episodes was the first half. Mm. And then there was going to be like nine more episodes. Same. I thought it was going to be a similar number, like half yeah. half. Yeah. And I, so I didn't realise, although two episodes is really like the length of four episodes. Yes. I didn't understand why they were doing it. It has actually worked out to be a genius marketing oh, strategy. Amazing. And it's once again proof that I don't know what I want as an audience member. Until they make until you have they, it. Until they <laughs> give it to me. And I'm fine with that. Yes. So what else have I been watching? Autocorrect feels that I've been watching Boo One Kenobi. Oh, okay. Boo One. <laughs> Obi One Kenobi, six parter. Look, if you care about Star Wars, there's so much bloody Star Wars. There's so much. There's too much Star Wars. I did enjoy this because also I love Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. It was really good. The little – we had a lot of 10-year-old Princess Leia giving a really sassy attitude and mm-hmm. that was delightful. And I would be happy if they didn't make any more because I thought it was pretty solid and it filled a gap in the story that didn't really need to be filled but – Makes sense they've done now. it now, yeah. They've done it. Doesn't need to be any I don't longer. Think we need any more, though. Okay. Frankly. I would be happy if they just went, yeah, we did that and it was good. But Star Wars are pretty good at doing stuff like that, though, where like little one off movies or one off things just to fill the gaps. Yeah. But then on the same hand, they, they also. They're good at just dragging shit out yes. way beyond what is necessary. So yeah. I don't trust them. Okay. But look, I enjoyed this. I. Watched the movie Midsummer, finally horror okay. movie that came out in 2019 with Florence Pugh. Oh, it's ringing a bell, but I can't. So a think. grieving young woman goes on a midsummer trip to Sweden with her boyfriend and three of his friends, um. and shit goes down. It's re- like I, I knew it was going to be good, and I went in knowing a lot of the spoilers. Yeah, that, like the broad scope of the movie mm. oh, it was good okay full on okay it was, it was really good have you seen the pictures of florence Pugh like in a huge flower dress oh uh, no i don't know i don't think so actually i'm gonna find one and just show you oh no no i haven't I mean, seen it's that a, it's a great outfit and one of my favorite just made it's like a whole bouquet she's yeah like a bouquet yeah she's like just engulfed a posy of in these flowers. Anyway, fantastic oh, okay. horror movie. I'm interested really to see um, The Policeman. Is it called The Policeman or no? My it, Policeman. Like, no? It's all right, darling, or? No, there's two Harry Styles movies coming. One is there's called. There's two. They're, they're different movies. I didn't realize. What? Okay. Thank you. Because I didn't realize until 
the trailer for the second one came out that they were two separate movies coming out this year. Because I was very confused because the trailer I saw, I was like, this isn't what I was expecting at all. I thought he was a policeman in this. And then the second one drops. I'm like, oh, he's a policeman in this one. Isn't he like a bisexual policeman? In My Policeman, he is a bisexual policeman. And is that the one that Olivia Wilde has done? No, that's Don't Worry Darling with Florence Pugh directed by Olivia Wilde. Okay, I thought they were the same fucking movie. I thought they were the same movie (laughs) until very recently, like two Two weeks ago, I thought. So isn't they changed the name? She's not in both, Florence. Pugh. No, okay. I don't think so. I'm actually going to double check that now. I'm so. She's definitely in the Olivia, Olivia Wilde movie. Yeah, well, I thought the My Policeman one was the Olivia Wilde. I one. thought that until the trailer came out, and that that Florence Pugh was his wife in that movie but she's his wife in don't worry darling because i was like i felt that my policeman was more more british and i was really confused that he everyone had american accents and it was more like they were stepford wives and i was like that where's the bisexual policeman (laughs) storyline happening yes all of those things emma corrin who was diana in the crown is his wife in my policeman right and he's that directed by well, I'm more excited to watch the My Policeman one. Michael Grandage, who I don't know any oh, of his okay. previous work. Well, that makes much more sense. Yes. I'm quite excited about Don't Worry Darling, even though it did throw me by not being about a bisexual policeman. Yeah, I was so confused. I'm watching it going, why does this seem like the Stepford Wives? Yes. Weird. I'm in. What is going on? Why have they got American accents? I'm I was so super into Chris Pine being like some kind of a sex cult leader. Oh, I'm into like that. Chris Pine. I love Chris Pine. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he hasn't done anything wrong to me. I just don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't personally victimised no. by Chris Pine. I good. haven't. I just, I just get the ick from him for some reason. Yeah, trust your gut on that. Like Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston's engaged. I know. Just there you go. Tom Hiddleston update. Yeah, I do. I am aware. I'm sure they are lovely men, and if I ever met them. It probably would change my mind on them. Probably, but, but you're allowed to not like them. Yeah. Just the vibe I get. Yeah, fair enough. They're not my faves. Well, anyway, I'm glad I'm not the only person who was really confused about the Harry yeah, Styles Yeah, me situation. too. I didn't really – because I was still – I was I didn't look into it to find out. They were two different movies. Mm. I was just going to ask you, like, isn't he meant to be a police? <laughs> well, I just thought – I just was – yeah, I was very thrown – I'm I'm intrigued by both of them, and he's I think like really good. He was in the who's in Dunkirk, Dunkirk, yeah, and he was really good. He was yeah. really unlikable in that, and I thought that was impressive because someone so likeable. very pretty and has this very likable persona. And yeah. I'm like, oh, he actually can act because he's really unpleasant, and I don't like this person at all. And guys, wait till wait till next February when we can <laughs> talk about when we've been in the presence. Of Harry. And we all take the nibblings off to their first pop concert. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. We're going to love on to uh, It's pretty exciting. Yay. So I went to the movies for the first time in literal years. I think the last time I went to the movies was to see Aladdin. Live action. Live action. Yeah, not not Aladdin in the 90s. (laughs) Thank you for explaining what my face did, which was like... Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, the live action one, oh, yes, which the is live still a long time ago. Sexy Jafar. 
I don't know. I think Hakeem, the um, the guard, is a bit sexier than Jafar. Okay, fair. It, but it's it's an attractive cast yep. in general. Um, we actually just watched that again the other night. After actually after we went to the movies and watched Jurassic World. I keep wanting to call it world domination, which is not what it's called. I think it's called Dominion. I want to say Oblivion, but I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. I don't even know what Dominion means. Like a a rule over an area or like you've got control over an area. Okay, well, that makes sense. Jurassic World Dominion. Okay, and it does make sense now you've explained what that word means to me. IMDb is getting a workout today too. Um, it's really, really good. Oh, good. I really enjoyed it much more than the second um, Jurassic World, which I still liked, but this was really good. And we took the kids and they were shit scared in parts <laughs> and it was great. I had Love kids it. climbing up me and that's what you want. They'd be leaning forward on the edge of their seats and there'd be – there was so many more jump scares in this one than the other nice. one. So then they would shit themselves and it was just <laughs> – Great. It was so good. Oh, good. And it was just such a lovely moment where there was like the two kind of storylines happening of the the um, Jurassic Park OG cast mm-hmm. were kind of doing their thing mm. and then the Jurassic World cast were kind of doing their thing and then they meet right at kind of like a real climate climax of the movie. Oh, like and Stranger Things. you get to ha- – yeah, exactly. <laughs> we bring the casts together. And then it was really like a. I kind of got a bit excited and went, yay, when that, when that happened. And then there's the, you know, they take you through some Jurassic Park tropes of, you know, the big T-Rex fight and similar yep. things happening. Yeah. And so it was really, really good if you're a um, Jurassic Park fan and nerd like me. It um, was fabulous. I loved it. Good, good. Yay. One that I think the kids will like. Mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel on oh, Disney+. Oh, okay, yes. So this is a relatively new Marvel superhero. Uh, is that a movie? Because I nearly popped it on for them last night. TV series. Right, I thought so, but we wanted yep. a movie. So we watched yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Chippendale <laughs> Rescue Rangers. How was that? Well, our parents watched it a few weeks ago. they on their own as me, just yeah. adults. Because they said... The same guy that gave Paddington 2 a great rating mm-hmm. recommended this. And Literally I... every guy who was a film critic gave Paddington 2 a great rating though. That like doesn't – But then they watched Paddington 2 and they also loved it. So they really trusted this yeah, guy. It's the best movie ever made. Moving on. And felt like, oh, yeah, so let's watch Chippendale Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Rangers. And then they're like, it was terrible. I'm like, well, yeah, it's Chippendale Rescue <laughs> Rangers. Why are you watching it? And then last night we were looking for a movie for the kids and I was like, oh, what about this? Like, this is the only kind of new thing you haven't seen. Yeah. And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, let's watch the trailer. And the trailer starts and it's Andy Samberg and John Mulaney doing yeah. the voices, which I picked up on straight away. Yeah. I'm giggling through the trailer thinking it was pretty funny. The kids are like, yes, 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 let's watch it. So they put it on. I didn't watch it with them because I needed some adult time get away, away from, from the children. kids time. Yeah. But from what I could hear, it sounded pretty funny. Okay, good. And the kids were wetting themselves. And by the end of that, Heidi knew the whole Rescue Rangers um, theme song and has been singing it all day. And they've been watching the original 
cartoon now. Okay. So, so it was yes. success. It was the right movie for the right target audience. That's right. Our parents may be the wrong target audience. Maybe. Huh. <laughs> okay, now Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. TV series. I think there's three episodes. It's coming out weekly. Okay. It's good. So I had read some of the original comics run for Kamala Khan, who lives in Jersey City and mm-hmm. gets superpowers. She is uh, at high school, I think. So she's she's quite young. And so the show is appropriate for a younger audience. Yep. But, yeah, she's having the whole I've got to grapple with being a superhero and, and making the hard choices. But it's also – like, it's the first show I've seen where Eid was celebrated on the show. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so yeah, she's a Pakistani-American superhero. And it's, like, visually a lot of fun. They're leaning into having some animation and just, a lot, like, a lot going on visually, mm-hmm. I think, for appeal to a younger audience. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's really good so far. I think the kids will like it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Great. Nice. Real Housewives is already going off. Beverly Hills. Great oh, season. Great season. That's good. I watched Fire Island. Oh, yes. It's either on Binge or Disney Plus. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I saw it last night on one of those. It's really fun. It's really good fun. So it is an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Uh-huh. But gay guys go on holiday to Fire Island. Uh-huh. And Fire Island, that's the little island... Off Jersey, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Or, or like, or you get there from the Hamptons, Hamptons yeah, or something like look, that. Like, like a, you have to get you a ferry, ferry over there, and, like and all the drag island shows happen there. Yeah, yep. it's like a I know that from the Kardashians. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 got a long history of yep. a, of a gay community as being a gay community. Yes, yeah, it's a good movie. It's okay, really good, really okay. enjoyable. Yeah. I did watch a lot of stuff. It wasn't all you Disney. You did. <sighs> That's it for the next six months. <laughs> I'll watch nothing new ever again. I'm exhausted. <laughs> right. I also watched Mad Max Fury Road twice mm. because our we oh, we just tried really hard to record, guys, and it just didn't happen. I know. But I'm not sad because I watched Mad Max Fury Road in the cinema Three separate times. Are you kidding? I am not kidding. Two were the normal release because I love it. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Two were the normal release because I was just like very pumped about it when it came out. And one was they re-released it in black and white. Oh. Which was really interesting. Okay. And so we went and saw that. Sorry. It's pretty muted tones anyway. So it wasn't like a huge stretch to. Well, I think that came up and at, at one point they had been talking about should, could we just do this in black and white? And so they released it as the black and chrome uh-huh. release. And I saw that at, I think, Westgarth, and it was really good. But uh, I love this movie. So I've probably seen it at least ten times at this point. Oh, my God. Mm. Once was enough for me. <laughs> you didn't care for it? No, and I was really kind of like you said, oh, you'll love it. And I Sean was like, oh, you'll love it. Look, maybe maybe I will give it another go at some point. I was having – was the start of my migraine oh. when I watched it. That's not going to help you feel good about a movie. Yeah, probably not. And But I was excited. Like I, I thought I was going to be more into it. Mm. But I just found myself being like, why has he got an English accent? 
Why has she got an American accent when everybody else has an Australian accent? Why is she from this tribe of women where they all have an Australian accent, but she's the only one with an American accent? And I could not get past it, Kate. Okay. Yeah. Mentally, my brain was just, that's all I could think. I like hyper fixated on why everyone was Australian except the two international actors they got, they pulled in and they didn't bother to make them have an Australian accent or they didn't bother to get Australian actors. I take your point. Also, basically, yeah, everyone had their accent. Yeah. And so you had an international group of actors who had their own accent. Yeah, which is fine if there were more international actors and not just the two two main ones. Well, and m- most of the wives too. Yeah. About half of the wives. They didn't Zoe say Kravitz. that much though. For me to really, really notice, I don't think. Okay. I think it was more it was more with Charlie's Theron that it became unbelievable to me that this was her tribe and oh, where's my mother? And these are the women that raised her. And then you've gone off to live with these crazy cult people that all have Australian accents and you've got an American accent. I thought it was impressive that Nicholas Holt did, I thought, a very good Australian accent. And then some of the other guys... Nicholas Holt didn't do an Australian accent, did he? he? Yeah, he did. I thought he did a very bad job then because I thought (laughs) he still had his British accent. No, he leaned in. Really? Yeah. I think you're giving him a few graces. But I think a bunch <laughs> of the other guys who were playing the War Boys were kind of almost semi-doing American accents. Right. And most of them were Australian actors, so that did throw oh. me. But, I mean, obviously I didn't really care. I don't really care. No, like this The is, accents didn't no. make any sense. No, and, and a lot of movies do that, and I like movies that kind of do, yeah. well, we're all just speaking how we speak, but... The th- it was mainly the thing of um, Shelley's Theron's tribe of women, mm. like Megan Gale. Yeah. Lots of older actors whose names I don't know, but I know oh. I've seen them in Miss Fisher's Murder they Mysteries and stuff. The, and The Vuvalini. Yeah. Oh, and, I love and that. Them. I think that was more my gripe of like, okay, you're trying, it's a stretch for me as an Australian to believe that they've raised this. American woman who's not even like her accent. If we're, we're going off what just doing your own accent, she should be using a South African accent, which is actually probably more believable in the mix. I was going to make that joke that maybe she should have just used it. I don't think she can do a South African accent without voice coaching now. She's been probably using and living in America for so long. Yeah, probably. But actually, if she'd gone South African, look, it just would have brought an interesting spice yeah. to the situation. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's my that was my major gripe. I enjoyed with it. when occasionally Tom Hardy sounded like he was trying to go for an Australian accent and then just mm. abandoned it for uh, for the rest of the movie again. Yeah, like not, he didn't not have, good. He didn't say much though, did he? No, he I, I thought very for well. a Mad Max movie, he would have been in it more. Mm. I also became very confused because I feel like I wanted. Um, Charlize Theron's character to be Tank Girl and not just some <laughs> random. <laughs> and then no, I had, it's to, got that I had to go though, through a bit of a Google situation to go, is she Tank Girl? 
I'm like, what? And then I realised, and this is how old I am. And then I was like, oh, Tank Girl must be in the franchise and stuff. And then I realised Tank Girl came out like in the mid-90s. Yeah, Tank Girl's really... It's old. It's old. And here I am thinking, oh, yeah, it was probably just a few years ago. No, Amy, no, because the comics were... Then I was like, maybe Shelley's there and played Tank Girl and that's why I'm confused. No, No. It was Laurie Petty. No, I I was well off the mark. Yeah, but... Look, aesthetically, yeah, the 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 hair, but Tango the being was filmed in, the, in Australia it was too, in wasn't Australia it? And the character is Australian. Okay, I, I think that probably but it is set in Australia, and they filmed in Australia. Okay, yeah, that probably also was an element of, of confusion for yeah. me. Oh no! Like your brain making the connection to Tank Girl makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, you're being very kind. I'm being extremely <laughs> kind, but you know. I yeah. need to watch it again because I, I don't think yes, Nicholas Holt do. used an Australian no, accent. he was fine. I thought he actually did really well. <sighs> okay. I – oh, God, the, look, the sound in this is really good. Mm-hmm. We get past everyone's accents. Mm. Which sound. was my – that was my major gripe, the accents. Mm. Beyond that, it was quite enjoyable. Yeah. And it's – it's for, for me, look, it's, it's about the visuals and the sound. Mm. It is about the story. I also, but there's not much story. No, there is not much story. It's, a, that, it's got about as much story as a ballet. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm fine with that. But, the, but, but at the core, the story is a, a patriarchal society is bad for almost Everyone. everybody. Always. It's only good for like the five guys at the top. Yeah. All... Almost all of the men and all of the women suffer. Mm-hmm. But you have to fix the society you've got. You can't mm. just run away and start a new one. Mm. So at the start of the movie, I had my husband like telling me everything that was going on or about to happen. He's notorious for like spoiling movies. Where your and children things. get it from because they all do that. And I was just like, okay, I need you to just shut up now <laughs> and just let me watch it. But – as the movie progressed, I was also in the back of my head going, hmm, glad Sean did tell me that's what's going on because I don't think I would have worked that out myself right now. Like the milking mothers and things, I don't think yeah. I would have clicked. I was too busy just loving the guy playing guitar on the <laughs> – I was just like, that's random. Why is he there? Why is everyone so dirty and he's in red playing guitar? <laughs> the Doof Warrior. Yes. I love that all of the characters have these amazing names. They all have names. names. And most of them aren't used in the movie. Like no. you have to watch the credits to know. But that's Iota who is an Australian. New Zealand as well. Australia, New- I think uh, Australian New Zealand. Is that correct? I'm not sure. I'll, I'll trust your judgment on that. But he's so. like a pop performer and cabaret performer. Yeah, I really would have liked Iota to represent Australia. I hope this happens in the future, represent us at Eurovision because it's. I th- just think they're a really good fit. Oh, for Eurovision, a hundred percent. They a, could have just, just gotten up and done the Dwarf Warrior stuff. Yeah. Well, I love that because it's like it's sort of bonkers in this amazing way of just mm. the, it's a visual feast. This movie mm. You've got Angus Sampson, our um. You know, the enforcer from Recovery. I always enjoy a bit of Angus Sampson Um, popping up. uh, um, As the organic mechanic. Yeah. That's a pretty – that's a good name. Look, they've all got really good names. 
And I enjoy that this movie like just barely lets up. It mm. just sort of starts. Max yeah. is hearing voices and having issues and then he gets captured. Like he goes on a car oh, chase yes. and he gets captured and then they're wrecking his car and they tattooing kidnap him, him. shave his head and brand and him. He's getting, or try to brand him. They don't actually brand him, do Yeah, they're they? about to brand him with the like the flaming brand, mm-hmm. the Immortan brand. And he and so then we have a bit of a chase in there and he jumps onto the crane and they get him back. And then we get the title card. Like all of that happens before we even get the title. Yeah, it's quite long too, isn't yeah. it? And then we get to see Furiosa who does have the brand. Ah. So Imperator Furiosa. And you know they're doing a Furiosa backstory movie? Yes, I do. And it's going to be Jodie Cromer. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was going to be the other one. No, it's Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh. Yeah. Jodie Cromer would make more sense to me. Really? I'm yeah. so sure I thought it was Jodie Cromer. Maybe, once again, I just was having a migraine and I saw a picture and went, that's Jodie Cromer. <laughs> <sighs> so that we see a Morton Joe. We get introduced to, like, many of the key characters nice and early. Mm-hmm. Morton Joe is, like... Physically a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, I don't know, putting some kind of what I assume is like an antiseptic dust or talc. <laughs> on, well, come on, it's probably talc on his like some some sores and cysts and whatever. Yeah, just let him die. And then he gets his. I love how all of the the badges that are supposed to look like military mm. badges are off cars. Mm, yeah, uh, there's little things like that, or like the the V thing they do with their hands. Uh huh. Is V eight like engines? I look. They commit it's such to the a beer. bogan movie. Yeah, is it? <laughs> it is. We're going full bogan, guys. From the director of Happy Feet, <laughs> Babe, Pig in the City. I know George he Miller. really he really took a left turn, didn't George, he? George has range. George has range. No, he um. Yeah, he really can do anything. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's full. It's it, the car stuff is full bogan. Apparently, the actor who played Immortan Joe really is it. I thought it was Immortal Joe. Immortan. Oh, I thought it was Immortal. See, once again, I just has made assumptions. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, that guy thinks he can't die. I th- I think that's the impression he's going for, though. Okay, but in when they were sort of like like with all the stunt guys and training up the guys who play the war boys, mm. he like put up posters of Immortan Joe like around the gym and, and would go in and really like rev them up oh. to really kind no, but to really kind of build this yeah culture of. So a bit of a Pavlovian yeah. response to when the actor comes out, they're yeah. really going to like be revved. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. It's crazy. Psychology guys. So is there there so there's a gas I'm assuming there's a gas shortage. Yes. There's like this guy Joe yeah. is controlling he, all the water. He's got all the source. water. Yep. Um therefore uh, food food looked non existent. There wasn't much. And you could see that there's green, that they are growing, and that okay. clearly they're keeping a real tight control yeah. over who actually gets food, access to food and water. Now and are all the people born from him? Like, unclear. Uh, yeah, 
a lot are though, aren't they? And that's why, well, Sean was explaining to me, that's why they're all a little bit deformed and unhealthy. Yeah. Basically, I don't think his genes are good. There's inbreeding and they, you really only see like a flash of it at the start. There's like a, a shot of like a nuclear test or a nuclear bomb going off. Ah. And there's just some stuff about people being half-life. And so there's this right. – it's, it's a nuclear post-apocalyptic future and then they don't go into that at all. Okay. But it seems to be part of why the war boys are, are half-life. They just – they're not healthy. It, mm. Maybe the, their genes are bad yeah. because everyone's been genetically altered. And why the, are they so white? Are they painting themselves or are they just really anemic? It, I Are they maybe a bit of both? I reckon they're unhealthy and anemic, and then they're leaning into it and doing makeup because, uh-huh. like, like there's bits where clearly you can, you can, like, you know, it's makeup. Yeah, yeah, we makeup. know it's makeup, but I, I wondered if that was, if we were meant to not was makeup or whether it's um, meant to portray unhealthiness. I, my, my interpretation. Is that they are unhealthy and uh-huh. so they're like playing that up. That, so then they paint themselves. Yeah, and there's part of that, the, the half-life and then they the whole like we live, we die, we live again. It's like they've got mm. a short life and they're supposed to sacrifice it for a Morton Joe and glory. And so they're kind of glorifying their own incredibly short lifespan. Yeah, okay. I think. Got it. So he turns a waterfall on and everyone mm. rushes and loves it, but then he's a cunt and turns it off in. <laughs> Don't get addicted seconds. to water. And I'm oh, like, no. oh my God. <laughs> it, it's emblematic of all of the things that are basically human rights that then get treated as if you should earn, like. Like abortions. Like abortions, like housing. Housing is a human right. Healthcare is a human right, which mm. includes um, proper reproductive control. This film, front and centre, is about women not having control over their bodies, yeah. not having bodily autonomy yeah. and existing. Well, there's a milking room a for, milking for room. his harem of Well, and wives. if you see, some of them have babies that are completely malnourished and are mm. like clearly models because you couldn't do that to a baby. You couldn't have yeah. a baby, a live baby in a, in a movie like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty kind of um, smart that they used um, Quentin. Yeah, Quentin Kennedy. To um, really portray the, the kind of like look at the deformities that happen from this harem and inbreeding is the how inbreeding I kind and of. The, and the nuclear stuff, yeah. Not that that has anything to do with. Quinton. No, Quentin <laughs> Kennehan's disability has nothing to do with but any of those things. I liked that they kind of portrayed, yeah, got that across by using an actor with disabilities. And I loved seeing him pop up because he was quite well known in Australia, yes. for, like from his childhood. Yeah, so I loved seeing him pop up and get to you know have a bit of a, an interesting role there. And then he got the great line, "Dad's agitated." <laughs> He was. I thought he was really good. He was. I thought he was really good. I think he was better than the. I think the guy who is like the big, bulky brother who clearly has like nothing going on up top is a, was a wrestler. Oh, I've forgotten what his character's name was. The big beefy brother. Mm. Let me look up his name because it's good. I mean, I could just read the character names oh, crazy. all day. Rictus Erectus. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's. So Charlene Theron's character goes on like a 
gas run. Yes, yeah. she got going. Has to go to Gas Town, and then so does it's like, like a, yeah, a hard can, turn or something, and and doesn't go there. And then the most Australian thing I've ever heard was said. Boss, we're not going to gas town like that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. For one minute we're not having enough Australian accents, the next we're we're overdoing it, Cobba. <laughs> the bit actually I do wish she tried to have an Australian accent because having someone use an American accent to say fang it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't come out work. right. At all. <laughs> does it? It's the yeah. only part. I can't even do it in an American. That's that. that's the only part that annoys me about uh-huh. the accents was fang it. Yeah, using the Australian right. like colloquial. Yeah. yeah, the colloquialisms. And with an accent, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't sound hit, right. doesn't hit us. the same way. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're watching this as an American, it's these are not things that you would notice. No, it's just because, you know. We're Australian. Yeah. And I and think some I'm of those a bit Australian protective accents. over our Australian accent and when we have an Australian movie and I think that's what it was. We're, totally. And, and it does bug me, the more movies I watch, it does bug me to think that we've got so many great actors across the board in the world mm. that Doing if, American accents. Yeah, like just – or like you've got an English person doing an American accent and then an American person doing an English accent in the same freaking movie. Like <laughs> – yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. And you know what drives me even more bonkers? When you watch uh, animation and there's Tom Holland doing an American accent in an animation. It's an animation. We can't see him. Just yeah. get someone with an actual English um, an American accent. Like I just yeah. – I don't understand the, yeah. the star power kind of thing. Like Particularly with voiceover. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Because sometimes – they are not the best people no. to be doing voiceover. And like Benedict Cumberbatch doing an American accent drives me bananas. That's why after all of my Disney and Marveling, I still haven't watched the second Doctor Strange. Oh, he just does, does my not sound in. right. Yeah. This is why I love that Bluey has taken over the world because I love seeing Australian accents out there doing that mm-hmm. and seeing um, seeing TikToks of Americans talking about their children picking up these Australianisms. Yeah. Chef's and kiss. Taika Waititi just got being lazy as he as he says himself in interviews of like when people say, why has Korg got a New Zealand accent? And he's like, because that's Cause the accent to, I can do. Because he had a really clear idea of what he wanted <laughs> to bring Blackbeard to that. Why does Blackbeard have a New Zealand accent? Because that's the accent yeah. I can do. I want I to wanna see more of that. Just <laughs> do your own accent. Either embrace it and just do your own accent in movies especially fantasy kind of movies mm. where you can, yeah. which I think Marvel are better at because I think Thor, I think Chris Hemsworth kind of uses. He started very English and as Taika took over, it's he a bit more sounds Australian. a lot more Australian and there's just bits where he sounds Australian and they haven't corrected it in the yeah. third one. Interested to see the fourth one. Yeah. But in the third one, I mean, also they just realised they got a director who understood Chris Hemsworth is naturally funny yes. and let him be funny. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. And just, yeah, use but, actors with from their yeah. native But going back accents. to Our Flag Means Death, everyone doing that, it works because they just leaned into the we're yes. not doing historical correctness at all. No. And, and it it's doesn't. bloody good. And it works. So it do, it's not as mismatched and no, because as it they needs just, to be. Because they committed. Yes. And none of it is historically accurate. Yeah. Their ages are totally wrong. All of the character, like all of the actors, speak with 
their accents, whatever they mm-hmm. are. It, and it works just because they committed. Yeah. But anyway. So basically, yeah, uh, Imperi- Imper- Furiosa goes off uh, our Alcoba is, and they just accept it. She's still got – they think like, oh, there's a change of plan. Oh, okay, cool. And they just send it down the line. They think, okay, this is legit. But then – it's Quentin, back at headquarters. It? It's Quentin. Is it Quentin who notices? I yeah. Think so what's his character's name? And that's name? why Dad's agitated. Yeah. Let me find his name. Quentin Kennehan plays Corpus Colossus, <laughs> which means big body. Okay. Well, like huge body. Mm. So that's a joke. Yeah. Anyway, he notices that they've gone off track. Yeah. Everyone starts to realize. Dad's agitated and shit goes wrong because he realizes the 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 women are gone. He's mm. prize breeders, a phrase that makes me vomit a bit in my mouth. Legit. Why does Charlie's have an American fancy? <laughs> I actually wrote it down. Thank you. It's the one phrase that is inherently Australian and sounds wrong in an American accent. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, that's it. I become more Australian sounding as I say it. Yeah, fang it. Fang it. Yeah, so they took stuff. His prize breeders. It's disgusting. Miss Mm. Giddy is, I guess she was kind of like their teacher and she's this old woman covered in tattoos, Mm. which they never explain. It's just this incredible little piece of, okay, that's happening. Oh, okay. I don't Um, remember it. When uh, Immortan Joe runs into the, like behind like a bank vault door oh, yes. where the women are kept. Yes, yes, yes. And Miss Giddy's there with a shotgun and they have written, you know, our babies will not be warlords and we are not things on the walls. Scru- like we are making the purpose, like that we're making the core concepts of this movie extremely clear. This mm. is about women being treated as objects. Yeah. And escaping. So we meet Nooks at this point. Which is Nicholas Holt, yes. who is... He, it looks like he's about to die. Yeah, he's really sick and they hook him up to get some blood from high-octane crazy Mad Max, who still uh, doesn't have a name at this point. We, we we learn his name is Max at the end. Is this pre, like, um, Mel Gibson Mad Max? Where is this in the... We don't know where don't know. this fits in. No idea. Before he met Tina Turner or... Might, <laughs> the thing is... is is it pre-Tina or after? Don't know. He might not even be Max. He might be a different Max. We'd, okay. Like they just like go, you know what? Doesn't matter. Okay. They don't explain cool. it. And I haven't like maybe maybe they have. I don't care and I'm not well, paying attention. Yeah. Well, no, there wasn't much explaining going no. on in the movie. There's not, not a the lot point. of dialogue. Not a lot of dialogue. It wasn't written as a script initially. It was written as storyboards. It was like uh-huh. over 3,000. Yeah, I can see that. So they, yeah, they drew it like a comic. And then they wrote it. And then they filmed an intense amount of content and then they edited it. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many cases of this, but this is a classic example of the movie was made in the edit. Ah, uh, yep. The editor is Margaret Sixel, who is also married to the director. But I think she oh, she definitely was nominated for an Oscar for this. Yeah, she won, she won the editing Oscar for this, which oh, wow. she deserves because, frankly... Without a, a strong you hand in editing, had, yeah. this movie could have sucked. Yeah. But no, she – um, I think she's edited all of George Miller's movies, so she deserves a lot of the credit for mm-hmm. his diverse career. Yeah. And making this movie work 
Nux is, yeah, about to die. They're all heading off to chase down Furiosa. So the first mm-hmm. half of the movie is the chase. Mm-hmm. He's going to die historic on the Fury Road. Yeah, which man. Is, look, he gets some good lines. Of the few lines there are in this movie, he gets some goodies. Uh, and they strap Max to the car so that he can continue <laughs> to get a blood infusion from him live, which is how blood infusion started when they were just working out, hey, if maybe we don't want people to bleed to death, maybe we could take blood out of a person and put it in. And this is how they did it. The very first blood infusions uh-huh. were like this, which is like hook you up to a person. Yeah, okay. And yeah. it just pumps straight into you then. Yeah, and then they had to be really careful because like, oh, if we fuck this up, they both die. Mm. So the history of blood infusions is... I'm not going to go into it. Yeah, but I'm it's just wondering, intense. like, how does it, like, what if the person losing blood, like, drains more into the... That, yeah, you're fucked. Mm, interesting. Mm, yeah. Early... Um, you got a trial and error with medicine, basically. There was a period of medicine that was... Still is a bit trial and error, <laughs> but we more know controlled. More. <laughs> well, this was before they knew about blood types. Yeah. So sometimes that, well, that's just not go that. wrong. No, no, that's, that's not that long ago. No. Sometimes it would just go wrong and they just didn't know why. And then mm. later they were like, that's, oh, that's why. why. So they take Max with him. This is also where we see the Doof Warrior and all of the drummers. Yeah, I know. It's the campest thing I've ever seen. And that's why I looked it up to, yeah. s- to see what was going yeah. on. And it is. And it's wonderful. Iota created a backstory for the character because he's got this weird like mask on. Yes. Do you want to know? Yeah. That's his mum's face. Ew. I know. How gross is that? Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty gross. And fire Bit really Ed Gain. Very Ed Gain. Yeah. yeah. Very Ed Gain. Mm. But anyway, super creepy. They really built they they did a lot of practical effects. And so there's a lot of composited stuff. Mm-hmm. But whenever they flip a car, they really flipped a car. When they flipped the truck at the end, they really did flip the the truck at the end. Okay, yeah. And when fire shoots out of Dufourier's guitar. Oh, I would hope that's proper pyra They really went happening. away and went, we need to build a guitar that can actually be played and can actually shoot fire out of it. I would feel that that already existed because we've had Kiss and bands like that. Surely they've done something like that. Probably. Surely, like, who they called from Norway? You know who I'm thinking of. Lordy. No, I'm pretty sure they're from Norway. They were a bit ram, Ramstein. Surely they've done some pyrotechnic guitar work. Probably. Look, you make I'm a disappointed good point. in them if they haven't. Personally. You make a good point, but then he did do that on bungee cords yeah, on a moving truck. It was insane. Why do you think I love this movie so much? It's just things like this where you're just like, that's happening, and that's not the only thing that's happening on on screen. It's mm. just. It's not sensible. It's just sensory overload. Blah, blah, war rig. So then some spi- guys with spiky cars. I don't know what their name is or why. Do you know what I just realised too? No. There's what? not enough flies in this movie. Why is Mad Max strapped to the front of a car? He hasn't got any goggles on and there, there's no fly issue. He's got like yeah, good point. a, it's a, a gardening fork. <laughs> and this is another thing I love. The, all of those things are built from like – existing yeah. materials. And that's how it would be when, when, when we have the apocalypse. Warfare. When we have the apocalypse and Australia goes full BDSM gear, mm-hmm. apocalypse style. Yeah, I'll just go to the back shed and make some 
some stuff. If you need to chain a guy up so that you can drain his blood out of him because he's a universal donor. Yeah, I'll See, they know my, about blood my, types. My pickaxe. You'll just to... use a little gardening fork to – I loved that. It was one of my favourite things, realising that was a gardening fork. Mm. You are right about the flies. Yeah, there's not enough flies, especially when they go to the, the swamp. True. Originally they wanted to – they were going to film it in Australia – Oh, they didn't film it in Australia? They started. That's why there was no flies. In the desert. And then we had a – you know how we keep having these one in a hundred year events that make me think, hmm. They're not one in a hundred years. Not after you've had five of them in three years. They, we had a one in a hundred year like rainfall and the desert Oh, the bloomed. desert was – okay. So they went and had to film in Namibia, which is on the southwest coast of Africa. Is that what Bob Catter's talking about when he talks about something blooming? May May a thousand <laughs> blossoms bloom? No, he's talking about same-sex marriage. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know that. But was it because of the, the drought? <laughs> Is it because the drought broke, broke in the desert? Maybe. Maybe. He went, gay marriage, drought breaking, same. <laughs> but I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to spend any time on that because every three months <laughs> someone in North Queensland gets eaten by a crocodile. You've got to sound angrier when you say that part. No, I know. I, God. And he's certainly one of the moments in Australian politics. So we've got these guys with spike cars. So, so w- no, yeah. where did they film it? Namibia. Namibia. Okay. Yeah, let me double check that. I'm pretty oh. sure. So, yeah, they had to go so to they, Africa. So they, like, it was a quite the – see, I just assumed it was in Australia because all the extras seemed to be Australian. Well, they just took them to Namibia. That's a big – That's yeah. that adds a whole – thing yeah doesn't it yeah like that's that's blows the budget when you've got all these australian extras and all of a sudden we're shipping them to to namibia 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 is a a hard word to say i can't say it anymore i don't think it's you need to say it too Namibia. Yeah, you got you got there. I could say it two seconds ago and then I lost it. I think that's also the fault of the Australian accent. <laughs> We're trying to say it too fast. I don't know how expensive it is to make a movie in Namibia. I don't think they have a big film industry. Yeah. Okay. And so I suspect it was chosen because it had a desert. Yeah, But of also course. it was going to be relatively cheap to bring everyone. Because they had to okay. bring all of the cars I over know. too. That's insane. I just assumed they did it in Western Australia. It was going to be in New South Wales. New um, South Wales? Okay, kind of towards in. Yeah, like two-thirds of New South Wales is desert. Yeah, you forget that. Yeah. So, okay, so there's the bit with the spike cars and they're like harpooning and like Mm. using like harpoons and jumping onto each other's cars. And most of those stunts were done for real. Oh, for real life. For real life. One of the first stunts in like like in the first week of filming was like throwing exploding harpoons onto that car, mm. and that guy's like really like on a pole doing that for real. So a lot of the extras were like stuntmen. They were, yeah, they're all, they're basically all trained stunties. Yeah. yeah, screaming, "Witness me!" Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty good. But apparently, because I did watch um, like a little, because I've got I've got this on Blu-ray. Okay, so. <laughs> Did you crack out the Blu-ray to watch it? For one of the viewings I did. And then, really annoying. It's such an early 2000s thing. I've got it on Blu-ray. I only own like 10 Blu-rays too. So I cracked out the Blu-ray because I wanted to watch it in really good quality. And then the Blu-ray forces you to watch like it's like 
okay, we're going to go on the internet and watch, make you watch five ads for other movies that you don't give a shit about. Oh, I'm like, really? I'm sorry. I paid extra money to own this. And, and now I have to get wait advertising 15 minutes before I can start watching it. What movie? Like, it goes on the internet. Even... How does Blu-ray do that? Because I'm watching it on my PlayStation. Oh. So it goes to the internet no. and downloads recent I don't ads. like this. No, I hated it. I was very cross. So the second time I watched it, I just went, I'm just watching on streaming and, t- and like, I don't care about like the quality. It's every single streaming service imaginable yeah, too. But watching it on Blu-ray meant I also got to watch – um, while I was doing the making popcorn portion of the mm-hmm. evening, because I le- I treated myself, I love this movie, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the first viewing. I watched a little doco about making the stunts. Okay, and the, and so all of my like little facts about the stunts are, are from that. But um, mostly the stunt people are amazing. Yeah, they I'm did so a great job. They were some incredible. of them were insane, especially towards the end when they're in that kind of cliff area. Yes. It was really good. The polecats where the guys are on the poles. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Because they were like, we can do this. And George is like, you don't have to do it on moving cars. Like, we'll just get you doing the stunts. And, the, and they were immediately like, no, we're going to do it on moving cars. Yeah, what fun is that? Exactly. And so it's like they composite in backgrounds and they're not all – the cars aren't all in the same shots together. Mm-hmm. But all of those stunts where they're on the cars, they're on moving cars. Yes. And so then Tom Hardy had to do it on a moving oh. car. He's like, I don't want to. And they were like. You have to now. Oh, well, you have to. Oops. He's waving around on a big pole. Oh. They did amazing stuff. And the bit where they flip the war ring at the end of the movie, because they did that for real. It was one of the last things they mm-hmm. shot because they needed the war ring. And yeah, then, throughout. Yeah. And then the end is like, okay, we can blow it up now. Most of that shot you get where it's coming through blocking the is is the real shot like they added in some stuff uh but when they were filming it there's like a dummy next to the guy who was actually driving it okay and george miller's like in the little hut watching the footage he forgot they put a dummy in the war rig with him oh did he freak out he freaked out and thought they'd killed the driver and he's like is he, is he okay? Because it looked like the like the top of this like dummy's head comes off and he's just like Oh we've just decapitated. Just, he someone. just thought like, oh my god, we've we've accidentally killed the we've killed the stun driver who's worked with like heaps and is like this isn't yeah, just that would we be killed horrific. someone at work, but you'd be like, I've killed my workmate at work making this movie. Like he just forgot and ever and they go and check and he gets out and he's like, you know, got his helmet on and he gets out and he's like fine and really happy and, and George Miller's just like <sighs> Because he was very stressed in that oh, moment. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. No, I don't – no one died and I don't know well, of any would. injuries. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't – so also to think we need to shout out all of the health and safety people and just the huge oh, amounts of – nightmare. – of safety work that go into stunts because they went hard on this movie. They went hard. The harpooning is just fantastic. Okay, yeah, I wrote this this note at this point in, in my notes, but the core message of the film is, like, we need each other as people. Like, you, you can't mm. – they don't – they would not get through this movie if they didn't all help each other. Yeah. And I love how that's reflected in how this movie got made, that if it wasn't this hugely collaborative work that everyone worked on together – they wouldn't have got yeah. this movie made because they spent years trying to get this movie made too. Oh, okay. And it didn't happen a few times and then it almost didn't happen because of the weather in New South <laughs> Wales. Yeah. So they had to go overseas and 
Anyway, so we have the war party are heading off to try and get the war rig. And then we get to the, the war big rig is where Shelley's Theron is. Yeah, in. that's yeah. her big truck. With okay, her and she's got the that. girls. Yeah, smuggling them, smuggling them out. So then mm-hmm. we get to the dust storm part, and that's when Mad Max gets free. Yeah, like after he, the dust storm. After, yeah, at the end okay. of the storm. Like you see bits where some of the cars get sucked up into the dust storm. Yeah. Um, I don't think they give Max. Did they give Max goggles? I don't think they did because I, I feel like that was Nook's a putting his goggles on for me was he's gonna he would have and like cut sand, up his lungs like the sand like you would have just but, yeah. there would have been nothing left of you yeah that's not exfoliation that's ripping your raw mm. yeah Nicholas Holt wants to kamikaze in this part doesn't he he does he starts letting all of the petrol mm. because he knows he's he's gonna die Witness soon anyway me. yeah. Max doesn't let him because Max is like, I don't feel like dying right now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So the war rig hits their car and then we get the, and it's like the first point in the movie where it feels like we pause mm-hmm. after the dust storm. Yeah. Cause Max we've been, been on like the road the whole time. Yeah. Max gets up. It looks like Nooks might be dead mm. and Max can't, they're still chained to each other. And he oh, tries to shoot right. his hand off and can't because there's sand in the in the mm. shotgun. So he picks up. I forgot they were chained. Yeah, has to take him with him as he chases after the war rig. So the war yeah. rig stopped because it's also full of sand. They need to like get it out of they, the engines and rest it. They needed to have a moment of women playing with water in well, skimpy yeah. outfits. Let's be honest. True. <laughs> we've got supermodels here. We've got a <laughs> we do. Um, we've got Riley Keough, who is uh, Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. Oh, oh really? Yep. I'm going to go through all of the names of the actors. I know and the one's names. married to Jason Statham. Yeah, Rosie Rosie Huntington is that her name? Yep. I'm going to go through them all because because their character names are all gold as well. Like the character names. Sometimes I just think, like, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know if they were thinking at all. Either there's a massive backstory or someone just went, let's call her Toast, and then they just went with it. So Rosie Huntington-Whiteley is the splendid Angarad who is quite pregnant. Yes. At this point in the plot. Zoe Kravitz is Toast the Knowing. Toast the Knowing. Riley Keough, who is... Uh-huh. Elvis's granddaughter oh, is capable. Okay. Well, that could, she's probably quite capable. Yep. Courtney Eaton is Cheeto the Fragile. She likes Cheetos. And Abby Lee is the Dag. Okay. Absolutely a name that would not make sense to people outside Australia. No. Well, we used and to I have it. Dag of the Week, Dag Done of the Week. Da- yeah. You do something daggy. <laughs> you get to be dag, dag of the Week. She's the blonde one. Like yeah. the really white okay. blonde. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. No, I like I like that as as a name. It's it's one of the ones that makes me think maybe they do all have meanings that we just don't know. Toast though. Yeah, no. It's because she's black. Maybe she's brown. She's mm. a bit who knows. Which but I don't like. I don't like that was the first thing that came into my head though. Yeah, of I like mean that's not why great. they might have called her toast. Because I did kind of think maybe she enjoys toast, but I don't think there's maybe. much food. There's not much toast going on. But they've got another know. Cheetos one. So well, Cheeto. Cheeto. 
with a dean. What's the oh? What's so the chido che- then? No, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't know if any of these make sense sense or not. Okay, let's not think too hard about it then. But yeah, so they're getting cleaned up. They're in there. You know, gauzy outfits and removing chastity belts. With I the, know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do like the bit where Dad goes back and just like kicks one of them. Mm. Oh, okay. And another one thing that there are so many things in this I love, but Max drinking out of the hose like he's a Labrador. Yeah, like like. Like when you when a dog wants to drink out of the hose, but I don't that's know what if it looks there's like. There's any other way to drink from a hose. There is no other way to drink from a unless hose. you're going to like fully put the hose in your insert it in your mouth. Well, that's a good way to get injured. I think <laughs> like that, that you're going to tear your throat apart. But I just really enjoyed him kind of looking like a dog drinking out of the hose. I really like how this scene is shot where the women sort of get in his line of sight and in the line of sight of the camera so you don't see Furiosa coming to belt him until mm. it's too late. Yep. And then we have a nice, really, a really scrappy fight. Uh, apparently Charlize Theron and uh, Tom Hardy did not get along on set. Really? No. Why? Tom Hardy has a reputation for being difficult to work with in general. Okay. He's a lot. Okay. Have you ever seen his MySpace photos? Yes, I Okay, have. good. That gives you the vibe, though, <laughs> doesn't it? I'm not putting them on the website, guys. Uh, you can just Google Tom Hardy MySpace. But at the end, they had come to some kind of a piece. Okay. But I really enjoyed... Like their characters. Yeah, exactly. No, I really like that. So anyway, Nooks isn't dead. We find out at this point. And pops up. I wrote, Nick pops up. Nick pops up. Right. So Max gets the better of Furiosa, but he doesn't kill it. And then we hear the doof wagon in the in the distance. And I think this is when I worked out that she had a bionic arm. I yeah. had not noticed. Yeah, she's got this um mechanical arm mm. uh, and that she's taken off while she's cleaning the truck. Mm. So she... um, I was startled. Punches Nicholas Holt in the tit. Oh, no, I think um, Tom Hardy punches him. Anyway, someone punches him in the tit. And he wants to – so Max wants to steal the war rig and fails because it's been set up by Furiosa yeah. to have kill switches that you have to switch a it's bunch like of things. like a sequence yeah. to it. And so he doesn't want to take them all with him in his escape and she's like, well, you, you don't get a choice. And then at the end, um, Nicholas Holt just like jumps on the little fuel pot, pot at the back and catches a ride with them. And they don't know he's there. Like Gollum. <laughs> he kind of looks like Gollum too. Mm. And then Max is pulling out all of the guns. And there are like a lot of guns and ammo mm. hidden in this truck, which is great. And we also see that the um, gear shift has a knife in it, but he didn't, he didn't see that. And so then we get into the canyon. So the gas town people are coming. So basically all of the other patriarchal overlords of the area are coming to catch them. Mm-hmm. Is John Howard from Gastown or the Bullet Farm? John Howard is from Gastown and his character's name is the People Eater. Oh. And the guy from the Bullet Farm is the Bullet Farmer. 
which is the least imaginative name in the whole movie. And is the bullet farmer the other big white Aussie yes. guy You've that's seen, seen him everything, everything with a big nose? Yeah. Okay, got it. Look, bloody great casting. Yeah, Lo- I love remember seeing now. I these remember now. celebrated Australian character actors. Yeah. Loved seeing those two sort of having a bit of a bitch about, you know, all of this for a family squabble. So, yeah, so basically all, all of the patriarchal overlords of the area are coming to get the women back. So Right, that's why they came. I don't yeah. think I really understood why everyone was joining. Uh, I just thought lots of people are angry. Because when the patriarch, patriarchy are threatened, they triple down. Okay, got it. Get the women back. So then the fuel pod is dragging, so Max crawls out to uh, check what's happening with it mm-hmm. and Nooks pops up. Max finally gets to get his garden fork off his face. God. Like he's got that on his face for like half the movie. Nux pops up and so Furious wants to kill him and the women are like, no, we don't we we, we, no killing, you promised. Mm -hmm. They're kind of part of the new order of things, really. I think this is I think this is part of why they can go back and and restart society is that we were peaceful. But their instinct isn't just kill or be killed. That uh-huh. even though he wants to take them back and do them harm, their instinct is he doesn't deserve to die for that. We're not okay. Gonna, when we've got the upper hand, we're not just going to kill. Yeah. He does get chucked off the rig though, which is fair. Furious has done a deal with the the Canyon motocross guys. Mm-hmm. She's going to give them a whole bunch of petrol, and they're going to let her through. Yep. And basically for this part of the movie, they just brought the best motocross guys they could find in the world oh, to yeah, Namibia good, and then designed the stunts around like, what's the coolest stunts you can do, Go guys? Go for it, guys. Yeah, yeah, like, what do you want to do? But that's smart. That's a smart yeah. way to do it. 100% because how good did that section look? Yeah. So basically, yeah, they just got some really great motocross guys to do some really cool stunts. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. So she also then has to trust – Max, you still won't even give give her his name. She teaches mm. him the switch set up. Because people are approaching or something and they need to yeah. get out of there quick. And that's not the, – the deal was that maybe there might be a couple of cars in pursuit and there's like three war parties coming and so yeah. they're not happy. So they have to do a runner. She also does the thing where she gets some like engine grease and does like across her forehead to yes. do like more makeup and it's just one of those things that you're like – the people who designed like the visuals of this movie definitely know what they're doing mm. and they have just not explained it to us and it doesn't matter. It looks yeah. cool. There's a lot about this movie that is just, it looks cool and that's why we're doing it. Oh, this was Richard Carter, the bullet farmer's final role before he passed away of cancer. Yes. And, um, and Morton Joe has also, the actor he who played passed him has away also too. died. Yeah, a few yeah. people have, have died what year was this? this? What year was this made? I think it was 2015. I think it came okay, out so a 2015. Okay, while ago. Let me double check. Long enough ago for Kate to buy it on Blu-ray. Peak period for me <laughs> to buy it. I bought it on Blu-ray like the only year I was buying Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a short window. It was a really short window. So Max and Furio, Furious work like quite well as our shooting team. Uh-huh. Where are they headed? Because I've just written down arrive at destination. But I don't know where was that destination. So they're heading for what they call the green place. So uh-huh. where Furiosa is from, the idea is she was born in like a matriarchal society. Mm-hmm. 
and her and her mum were kidnapped when she was a child and she wants to go back. So there's this green place where women were running the show and growing vegetation and it was great. Yep. She's told the wives about this and that's where they're headed. Yep. And so that's the plan. At this point, like, Morton Joe's caught up. Angerad's kind of human shields herself out the car to save Furiosa, mm. which she can do because she's the favourite, but also she's pregnant. Mm. What happens? She, fall, happens? she falls and then yeah. daddy runs her over. Yeah. Yeah. So how it happens <laughs> is, yeah, she's like she's hanging out of the, the truck and then she – and then there's a bit where it looks like she's been hit by like some overhanging rock, but she hasn't and she's starting to cry, climb back. So Nux has been picked up by Immorton and he's uh-huh. like he's going to jump over onto the war rig mm-hmm. and Joe's all like, yeah – you know, I will carry you to Valhalla. You will where you'll ride Eternals, shiny and chrome. Mm. And oh, that's right. And they spray stuff in their mouths. And they're chroming. Faces. They're literally chroming. Oh my god! Something that they don't ever really address in the movie that is about getting them high before they yes. do a thing that's going to get them killed. So he chromes him all up. He jumps over onto the war rig, immediately trips and drops the gun. Yeah, because he's high as a kite. Best. Best line of the movie is where Joe looks over and is like, mediocre. <laughs> and that's it. Like, for Nux, he's like, oh, you suck. And so you think Anchorade's okay. And Max, like, gives her a little, like, thumbs up and everything. Like, the bit where he looks out and she's like, I've made it. And he's like. <laughs> and then she falls, she falls off. Yeah. And she gets run over by Morton Joe. And Max gets Who his Who I hand. wrote down as Daddy for some reason at that point. I must have forgotten his name. Fair enough. <laughs> so Nux is on the rig. Angerad is not. Cheeto, they have to stop. Cheeto tries to run back to them because mm-hmm. she's like, they'll take us back. And they're like, no. We learn that Nux has called his tumours Larry and Barry. That's right. <laughs> Toast has to do the ammo inventory. We get another sort of like change of the visual look because it's night and it's wet and mm. things are bogged. Nux doesn't know what a tree is. Oh, wow. Like he's like that thing and the, the Max is like, it's a tree. Yeah, the, the tree thing. Like he doesn't know what a tree is. Because oh, it's so barren where they yeah. are. He's never seen a tree. God. So we cut back to the Morton Joe and Angerad is about to die and they cut the baby out but the baby mm. doesn't survive. Max tries to shoot at, because they're, like, getting caught up on and they've only got three bullets for the rifle and he wastes yeah. two. And mm. so then Charlize Theron comes and takes it over and then, like, fully would have blown his eardrum out by using yes. him as a rifle stand. Yes. Looks good, though. It did look good. Um, and so then he's going – well, yeah, she makes the shot and it blows out the bullet farmer's eyes because it shoots their spotlight. That's Blows right. his eyes out. And and so they're like holding a flare right in front of him, and he's like, "Hold it close to him." And, and he's like, "I can't see it." Yes, full on. Also, while they're doing this, Nux like gives a little kiss on the cheek to Capable. Mm, they fall, a, they've they kind sort of fallen fall in love. love. So Max goes to retaliate first, and then he comes back just like covered in blood. And they're like, are you all right? And, and it's not his it's blood. It's not his blood. And then he washes it off with milk, which is the grossest thing I can imagine. Mm. Yuck. 
And what kind of milk is that? Like breast milk? Yeah, it's breast milk. Mm. Yeah. So well, then we're driving through the swamps and there's like some creepy stilt people. And then there's That's day. right. Stilt yeah. dudes. That's stilt what dudes. that makes sense. Stilt dudes. So they are. I guess they live on stilts because of it, there, it's a bog. Yeah. And they, they were ex carnies, maybe. They're the sons who got left behind by the Rivellini. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That was the green place. Right. And it went bad. Right. Yeah. Enjoy your acrobatics now, boys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it's daytime and we're in desert and Furious is just like we get her backstory about mm-hmm. being from the green place. How great it's going to be. And then there's the crane that Megan Gale is like Naked on. Megan. Naked, Megan. Naked, Naked Megan Gale is screaming on. And Max is just like, that's, that's a setup, yeah. And I was like, yes, Max, like you are correct. We know. And we meet the Vivalini who don't trust men, which is relatable. Yeah. And then they explain that, yeah, no, you went past the green place. It doesn't exist yeah, anymore. Yeah, that it was went, the green place. It yeah. went sour. Mm. Furiosa has an entirely understandable meltdown, yeah. which is beautifully shot too. As you would. And all of these characters get to meet each other. And one of the reasons I love this movie is I had never seen this many middle-aged and older women in mm. an action movie before. Yeah, never. Never. was great. The, the woman who's keeping the seeds and telling the dag about mm. what they used to grow and, and how she's kept the seeds and she'll, she keeps trying to plant them and, and grow them is beautiful. They've also all got... Great motorbikes. Mm. Uh, also checking out one of the, the 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 women's teeth, which is like looking at her teeth like you look at like a horse's teeth. Ah, oh. is really funny. It's a great scene yeah. of a whole bunch of women coming together in an action movie mm. in a way that I've never seen before or since. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I'd seen it before, and they were all really recognizable. Women. Yeah. They've all been in Blue Healers. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> actors who've been in Australian TV and movies for years and years. Yeah. Getting to do stuff that they never get to do. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. So that's the end of, I guess, the first two acts and we've had the chase. Mm-hmm. And now... Well, they decide, well, what are we going to do? And that's when they decide that we're going to go back. Mm. So where we came from. Yeah, Furiosa thinks we should cut across the desert. We'll just keep going. And Max brings the idea of we've got to go back. That's where the resources are. Mm. And that's where that that part of the the core story comes in, that you've got to work with the society. You've got got Mm. to fix the society you have. Mm. And that place has the ability to grow things. Yeah. It's got water. Yeah, lots of water that's just being... Hoarded. It's being hoarded and it's got a whole bunch of leaders who aren't there anymore right now. Mm. If they can blast past them, they can get back. It's just the guys who and are too a, sick or too young to fight. Yeah. They can just walk right in. Yeah, take over. Bloody great plan. I'm unconvinced Max was smart enough for that until this point, honestly. Well, he hadn't said much, had he? No, it's like he the first time he's really spoken. Yeah. So anyway, Max is still having visions at this point, um, which is again like makes it makes his idea for a plan like unreliable but surprisingly great. Mm. But 
they go they go for it. So it's a chase back to the canyon because they know the canyon's open. Mm. They can collapse if they can get through and collapse it behind them. They're home free. So we get the Vuvalini fucking shit up all over the place. Nux is fixing the engine. There's like harpoons. The polecats are doing stunts. One of the polecat guys grabs toast, Zoe Kravitz, Mm. and grabs her. Max almost falls off. The seed lady stabs a guy in the eye with a bullet. Oh. She gets like one of the big shotgun bullets and stabs him in the eye. Furiosa gets stabbed in the ribs, which is very bad. Max is on the front of the fuel truck. Yeah. (laughs) Loves riding shotgun on the front. Yeah. In the sand. He's just... (laughs) Got a taste for it before. Max is like ready to go out with a fuel truck, truck explosion. Like he's ready to like explode it and mm. take. And then, but then they're like, no, you have to come back in because Furious has been stabbed and we need you to drive oh, that's the right. thing. There's just so much fire in this part as well, isn't There's there? so many explosions. This is the main part of the movie that has colour because mm. it's explosions. Yeah. And the way they grade the colour so the explosions are so red. Mm. Yeah. Nuxes said earlier that when they bring back the, the wives, I'll get to ask him, Morton Joe, for anything they want and he wants to drive the war rig and at this point he gets his wish. He gets to drive it uh. because Furiosa is uh, collapsing her lung. Mm. Um, Max is on the doof wagon, so he gets grabbed with a pole and he gets put on the doof wagon. Well, that would be noisy, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be very noisy enough. I don't think, I think Max is functionally deaf at this point. Probably. And then Cheeto is going back to Joe's car and she's already tried to make a run for it. So you think, oh no, she's just like cracked it. Yeah. But actually, even though Furiosa is like currently stabbed, she does it to get Furiosa into the car and then they, um, Use of Morton Joe's like breathing apparatus mm. to get his face ripped off. I know. It is super spectacular. Gross. And then Zoe Kravitz spits on him. And fair yeah. enough. Yeah, no, that's fair. Oh, <laughs> uh, the seed lady gets hit in the head. Mm, that was sad. That was really sad. And she dies. And so the dag takes responsibility for the seed bag. So it gets passed on. Mm-hmm. Why does she get responsibility for the seed bag? Shouldn't someone else that's been hanging around her for years and years? They all. Died. Oh, all of them? Pretty much. Oh, it didn't work out too well it for them. It worked out incredibly poorly for all of them. Okay. Um, but they went out fighting. I thought some of them would have survived. No, nah, I don't think any of them survived. Oh, okay. But anyway, I'm, like, we're speed running the end of the plot bit because like the plot is they go back to start society anew and this is then just how mm. it happens. Nux rolls the war rig to block the canyon mm-hmm. and so he sacrifices himself. As he'd been planning to do. Loves it. But for exactly the opposite reasons he'd been planning to do it. And it makes me emotional. Every time I watch it, it's beautiful. Like, it's beautiful. (laughs) Because he's all like, witness me to Riley Keogh. And she does the little, like, grab and pull that the Vivalini do. Yeah. Instead of the 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 ridiculous V8 thing. thing. And he's found a purpose beyond yeah. just serving a Morton Joe. He's been seen as a person. He's not just a war boy yeah. and interchangeable. I think that's part of why they all paint themselves is uh, it makes them all look the same. Exactly, I didn't yes. think of that before, but I think that's yeah. it. But he's been seen as a person, or like a real individual person yes. and to have value. And then he gets to do this to 
help make society mm-hmm. better. And so I get I get emotional about that every time. And that they really did roll the rig. And that's the time when um, George Miller thought they'd killed the oh, stunt God. driver. But he's actually okay. And then we get some just really upsetting home surgery for Furiosa. Oh, where, I know. Which is what you have to do if, if someone's pumping air into their chest cavities. You do have to do that. It's really gross. Mm. Usually under more sanitary yeah, not situations. Max out in the open. Then also gives blood to Furiosa. Yeah, he just loves the transfusion. He must be over Red Cross like recommendations <laughs> for how much blood you can give in yeah, a given period. Yeah, you can't. Like, like it's you been can't a just day. keep giving. But he gives her some blood. But again, it's like it's about mirroring. Like Nux just went out because he wanted to die on the Fury yes. Road. And he did, but not in the way he thought. Yeah. Nux goes out. Yeah, giving his blood, blood taken, taken yep. without his consent and then he now gets he's the giving consent it. doing it. Yes. So it's all like – and that's it. We spend most of the movie running away from the Citadel and then we run back to it. It's all yeah. about the mirroring. And so they get back and they reveal Joe Immortan, Immortan Joe's horrifically mangled dead body and we get another <sighs> shot of it and it's intense. Everyone is like – the war pups are just like fully going to chuck poor Quentin off the cliff. Like you can just tell. <laughs> As soon as this is like, as soon as the ladies are up there, he's like, he's gone, unfortunately. But they're back and, and they turn on the, the they no, turn on the, 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 the mothers. As soon as they've been behaving themselves, but as soon as they know that there's not going to be consequences, they are the like, yep, and they turn the water on for everybody. Mm. It's great. And then Max sneaks off into the crowd and he leaves. He's like, yeah, yes, my work he here just is disappears. Done. He tells. And then goes off to meet Tina Turner. And yeah. He tells Furiosa his name is Max and then he sneaks off and Furiosa is looking yeah, like Yeah, I feel this is a rough. prequel in my head. Okay. I feel it's a prequel. I don't know I mean, why. It could be. It could work. It could just be a different universe. Like, could who be. Knows? Totally. Also, the costume designer won an Oscar. Jenny what else Devin. was up? I'm going to look that up. But she also um, – I think she she's the one that won this year too for uh, Cruella. Yes, and both times she came in an outfit that echoed yes. the because a bunch of people then were like freaked out by like the leather jacket and what she wore. And I'm thinking, oh, did, did none of you people watched, see this movie? Like, because why she's, dressed, she's being nominated? Yeah, she's dressing, and of course she's got to do that. She's a costume, she's a costume designer. designer. She's echoing the look. Uh, and she did it again this year, which is – I love her. I think she's fantastic. Oh, the Cruella costumes were phenomenal. Mm. Very, very different to this. She's also – she also did the King's Speech. Like she's got oh, range as a costume yeah. But with the wives, she worked with them to help them sort of build those gauzy mm. costumes and customise them as much as they would have yeah. been able. The Revenant. Cinderella, oh, okay. the mm. Danish girl. Oh, up against some good costume and ones Carol. then. So good stuff, but also like a fantasy two period pieces, like 20th century period, and one where I think a guy wears a bear at some point. So yeah. I don't know. There you go. It was the most distinct of all of those. Yeah. And certainly the one doing the most unique things. Mm. Interesting. But, yeah, this movie fully got made in the edit. So, yeah, Margaret Sixel, like, deserved yeah. that Oscar. Yeah, that would have been a lot of work too. And this is one of the movies that backs up my belief that there should be an Oscar for stunt. 
Oh, hundred percent. They made the movie. Like, Can there's not imagine? a lot of dialogue, so the actors aren't really pushing themselves because a lot of the time their stuff would have been done by stunt doubles. True. So it's not like. And just a huge amount of the cast are stunt. Like yeah. A lot of the cast are stunt, stunt drivers yeah. and other stunt performers. Could you imagine if you tried to do all of this with just CG too? I think it wouldn't have looked. Oh, it would have looked good. like The Sims. It would have looked yeah. silly. Yeah. Their ability to film a lot of stuff live and then bring, put it together in post. Mm. This is definitely one of the movies that you point to. It's like you should you should give stunt coordination an Oscar. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I agree. Yeah. How do you feel about it now that we've talked about it? I still don't want to watch it again. <laughs> Are you going? I just, I just, I, I think it was too barren for me. I don't know. I didn't. I don't really like. I'm a jungle person. <laughs> we, that's true. We do know this about you. You like jungle action, not desert action. Not desert action. Well, yeah, and I think there that. wasn't a, enough dialogue for me. I think I needed a little bit more explaining. I think okay. I think it was a little bit left up to I just needed to assume things too much, mm-hmm. which doesn't really work for my type of brain. I want to be told what's going on more. Okay. This is but what I, I can see why people saying. would love it. I can yeah. I can understand that, but it just isn't for me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I still I still love it. Yeah, you, and you can, and I do. <laughs> you don't hate it, which is enough. No, I didn't hate it. It's not. Yeah, I don't think I'll watch it again though. I, I might watch a snippet to check out Nicholas Holt's accent because I still don't believe that he was doing an Australian accent. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, I've got nothing else to say about it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So what are we watching next? Well, I, I've, I've actually decided, I've gone, I was saying to you before that um, I've had a movie picked for a few weeks and then... I said something to the kids yesterday about a movie and they got really excited that we were going to watch that movie because they could watch that one with me. But then after talking about Stranger Things with you, I've I've flipped back <laughs> to the movie that I had picked and it's a movie I've never seen and I don't know how I haven't seen it. And I know it's a good movie from what everyone says. Okay. Now, it made – I thought of it when I was watching Stranger Things because Winona Ryder's in it. Okay. And then we were talking a bit about Maya Hawke mm-hmm. and her father's in it. And I actually thought about this movie a few weeks ago when I watched Zoolander because it's directed by Ben Stiller. We're going to watch Reality Bites. How have you never seen I don't know how I've never what seen it. The hell? I know, I don't know how I've never seen it. But I know like when people talk about it, I know it, it's a good movie it, and I I'm pretty sure I would really like it. But it I is. haven't seen it. I have a lot of emotions about that movie. Well, there you I haven't go. watched it in a long time. I'm very excited. I think you'll have to rent it unfortunately. I don't think uh, it's, it's on fine. anything, but yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. Did you know the you might have it on Blu-ray? Who knows? <laughs> I might have it on DVD. 
I don't so really know good. much about it. I feel like I've seen scenes of it and I feel like I've You've definitely I've seen, seen scenes of it. Um scenes of it when you like you were watching it, like I feel like I've walked through and seen things. This also brings me to a point that I've just remembered. In Stranger Things, mm-hmm. they've got a little bit of a habit of um referencing works Winona has done yes. in scenes that she is in. Yes. Like when she's unpacking at the new place they moved into in California, there's an artwork on the wall that is from Edward Scissorhands. <gasps> is there? Yes. And in a part where in season three, I think, where she's talking to the science teacher and he's got a train set, there's a little Beetlejuice like ah, in yeah. his train set, there's like a little that, Beetlejuice yeah. section. And this season, and this is what made me really go, oh, there's a part where the song that my Sharona is originally from, like, because yeah. I think it's not, wasn't originally my Sharona, it was yeah. something else. That song is playing. Yeah, I noticed when that. When Winona's in a scene and yeah. that, so I was like, okay. Yeah. And, you know, my hawk and Ethan Hawk, And so, yeah, so that's how I came about to think of this movie that I've never seen. I can't believe you've never seen yeah. it. I'm going to have to message Jess straight away. <laughs> I'll be like, God, guess what? Guess what? Jess, we're coming back. We're coming back. And we're going to do reality bites. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited too because I don't know really – I get. I, I. I. I'm assuming it's a coming of age kind of college student. It is. It is Generation X graduate from college and have to face the real world. Yeah. Real relationships. My real Sharona issues. became a hit from it. That's it what I know my about Sharona it. A hit. You will. I'm sure you will either recognise having seen that scene or scenes that refer to that scene. Yeah, I'm Definitely. sure I do. I'm sure I'm gonna. I've, I, I even wonder if when I'm watching it, I'll kind of go, oh, no, I've seen this. Mm, quite possibly. So we'll see. It's really good. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, we'll try not to take a month off. <laughs> no promises. But we – No promise. Kate hasn't had COVID yet, guys, so I don't want to touch wood. Touch, touch the wood quickly. Touch the wood quickly. me like that. We will see you in a couple of weeks with Reality Bites. Hooroo. <laughs> I feel like we should be really ocker. What's another one? I don't know. Just keep thinking, fang it. Fang it, guys. See you next time. Cobber. You can find us at youwatchedwhat.net, on Instagram as youwatchedwhat, on TikTok as youwatchedwhat, or Anywhere you can get podcasts, including Spotify.